Hello and welcome to Living in a Time of Dying, the podcast about living in a time of global pandemic, social upheaval and injustice, climate catastrophe, and mass extinction. This podcast is a companion to the eponymous book, Living in a Time of Dying, Cries of Grief, Rage, Love, and Hope, co-authored by myself and Taoist mystic, Toltec I Ching master, wisdom teacher, and my dear friend, William Douglas Horden. I'm your host, Megan Elizabeth Tauk, a writer, philosopher, soul mentor, perpetual student, and mother of possums. In this podcast, I and my guests will engage with a selection of chapters from the book to explore the questions, the conundrums, paradox, and fractal edges of this thing called living. This is an invitation to commune and feel together the weight of these times with all the grief, rage, love, and hope that it arouses within us so that together we may dream a new world into being. If I could utter a scream commensurate to the justice that grief deserves, it would rend the world into dust, into infinite billions of fragmentary particles, each echoing the devastation of my heart. This is the experience of grief felt by anyone who has lost something, or someone but cannot be replaced. It is not mine alone. It is all of ours. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the Living in a Time of Dying podcast. As you heard in the intro, the purpose of this podcast is to share with you all some of the writings and ideas from my book, co-authored with my dear friend and mentor, William Douglas Horden in which we grapple with not only what we know about the state of our world, but what we feel about it, and how we might approach or respond to such times as these. As for myself, I can tell you, it's a struggle. Sometimes just to get up every morning, face each day, eat the meals, brush the teeth, do the things that need doing, smile and act like the whole world isn't on fire or drowning all while carrying this weight of grief and fear and rage. It's a lot. Sometimes I just want to scream, or weep, or both. So this podcast is also about me sharing that struggle with you, in the hopes that maybe it will help someone, maybe me, feel less alone, and so that maybe together we can even find greater hope, strength, and clarity to live into these times with courage, integrity, and grace. Because by gathering and speaking and communing here with these words and these ideas and these feelings, this is just one part of how we may, individually and collectively, dream a new world into being. One based in respect, reciprocity, and care, rather than in superiority, aggression, and violence. What I really want, more than anything else in the whole wide world, is for all of us to get free, inside and out. This is the crux and mission of my life's work, both personally, individually, psycho-spiritually, and interpersonally, socially, collectively. And to be honest, 
it's been a pretty solitary journey over the last 40 years of my life. Partially because I'm an introvert by nature, and in no small part because of the culture of individualism that I was raised within, but also in no small part because I got really sick with an autoimmune disease in my early 20s. I had to drop out of college, move back in with my parents, and focus on my health. I could no longer pursue the life I thought I was moving towards as an activist and organizer, and my life got really small and tight and internal as a result, while the world around me seemed to go on as usual. I spent the ensuing years learning how to heal my body, mind, and spirit, and learning how these are all connected, all mutually affecting facets of one holistic organism, me, which is also just one facet of the mutually affecting holistic organism that is this world, the land, water, and air, society and relationships, even the stars and planets. It's all connected. We're all connected. And the health and well-being of one both depends on and impacts the health and well-being of others, of all. So I always knew that my own healing process was inextricably connected to the healing and well-being of others and the planet. That my own healing was not disconnected from the work of building economic, ecological, racial, gender, and disability justice. But being sick can be isolating. I came up against my own physical and psychological limits again and again. It can be challenging to know how to participate in movements for collective justice when your body and your nervous system says no. So this podcast is also an effort to push myself into my edges and out of my comfort zone, while still giving my body the space to receive the care that it needs. Point being, all this to say, this podcast is an experiment for me, and will probably be messy and awkward at times. Because if there's anything I've learned about myself in 40 years, it's that I can be awkward and messy. But rather than hiding away with my messy, awkward self, and keeping the nuggets of my freedom dreams also simultaneously hidden away, but there is something that gets lost too, or stunted, when I cloister myself away. Namely, the iterative, exponentially multiplicative exchange of ideas, of living wisdom, intelligence, and life force energy with which we, together, dream the future into being. I can dream all on my own of a world in which we all get free, but my dreams are limited by the scope of my own imagination. But if we dream together, entangle and enhance our freedom dreams with one another's, then there's no telling how big or how far those dreams might extend. They become literally limitless. That's what I hope to do here with you all, and with my friends who will be joining me on these episodes. My hope is that the material and terrain that we explore together here touches and moves someone to inhabit ourselves and our lives and this world in a new way. Because the old ways of being have brought us to this precipice. And this may, and inevitably or necessarily will, look different for different people. Some of us may need to slow down and or step back, to venture inward, to traverse and explore the more subtle inner terrains of spirit 
psyche, dreams, and emotion, while some others, like myself, who have already done much of that work and or those who have existed in the shadows and on the margins of society, will need to step up and into the public collective sphere so that we can all begin to learn from and be led by their wisdom and experience. This is especially true of Indigenous, Black, queer, trans, non-binary, and female or femme individuals who have been systematically shut out of the last several hundred to several thousand years of the cis-heteropatriarchal, imperialist, capitalist, and colonial world-making projects. I, of course, am not indigenous, black, trans, or non-binary. I am a white, cis, mostly able-bodied American woman who has lived with a tremendous amount of privilege, for which I am simultaneously and quite confusingly both very grateful and deeply sad. And in lots of spaces, I am that person who needs to slow my role and step back so that others can take up more space and lead while people like me, with systemic social privileges, take their lead and follow as allies and accomplices. So here's a bit of what you can expect from listening to this podcast. This is a limited series podcast in which I will discuss, explore, and engage with some of the topics, issues, and themes raised in a selection of chapters from the book Living in a Time of Dying, Cries of Grief, Rage, Love, and Hope. Every week, I will discuss a different chapter with a rotating roster of brilliant, soulful guests who also happen to be dear friends of mine and William's, and together we will dive into this messy, imperfect, often confusing and paradoxical thing called living. Finally, this podcast is not only an opportunity for me to discuss the material of the book, which I'm very excited to do, especially with such amazing guests that you will all get to meet, but it is also an effort to bring the material of the book to a larger audience, as well as to promote the release of the audiobook of Living in a Time of Dying. I'm excited to be able to offer an audio version of the book both for accessibility for the sight impaired, but also because I know that in this age of multitasking and productivity, it's a luxury for many people to get to sit down and just read a book. Plus, listening to a book offers a qualitatively different experience to reading. I will admit that I'm a big reader, and I like to underline and make copious notes in the margins, like leaving breadcrumbs of my thoughts as I read. I'm a very visual person, and so I enjoy what I experience as a kind of topography through reading words on a page. But there is a richness and depth of feeling that is conveyed by the voice, particularly when a book is read by its author, that is, I feel, so much more personable and intimate than the more left-brain engagement of reading. So I hope that folks who have a hard time reading either because of vision restrictions or perhaps because you're too busy or even just because the act of reading just doesn't do it for you, will enjoy the audiobook experience of living in a time of dying. And if you're intrigued but still unsure, well, I hope that you will join me on this podcast journey so that together we may dream a new world into being. Thank you, dear listeners, for joining us in this episode of the Living in a Time of Dying podcast. 
If you are moved by the material discussed here, you can read or listen to more in the eponymous book, Living in a Time of Dying, Cries of Grief, Rage, Love, and Hope, coming soon both in print and audio from booksellers everywhere. And if you want to hear more, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts in order to be updated when new episodes drop. You can also find out more about my work at soulmentor.org. Until next time, remember, you are an enfoldment of the universe, showing care to itself. Everything is God. Live well. Die easy. In love and rage, I'm your host, Megan Elizabeth Tauk. Take care and be well. Mm-hmm.